Your legal career is not just one big flat line. It changes over time. And if you're aware of how it's going to change, then you can be prepared for it and you can adapt to it. That's what we're dealing with today in the Tips Lawyers Show. Okay, so let's get into it. The first phase of most legal careers is where frankly everything is awesome and exciting and you are a sponge for information. You enjoy taking on new skills, you enjoy the ebb and flow of practice if you're lucky enough to have a job, then you enjoy having a salary for a little while. Certainly the change out of legal studies is going to be a bit of a shift and you need to become accustomed to practice. This is an important stage for a few reasons. Firstly, it's where you can start to develop professional habits right from the outset. And if you can continue to improve and learn and develop skills, rather than to fall directly into a rut of just turning up to work every day and doing the same thing for 10 hours, then this will be a great opportunity for you to springboard into the rest of the phases of your career. But you're also going to find, of course, that you've got limited autonomy, depending on where you work and what sort of environment you're dealing with. The chances are you're being told what to do, you're being directed fairly closely because no one has quite yet figured out what your fighting weight is, and so they need to ensure that they keep a tight grip on what you're doing. Chances are you do a lot of research and a lot of note-taking. It's unlikely that you will have much client contact, but you might, depending on what sort of firm you work for and how relaxed they are about direct client contact with very junior practitioners. So stage one, opportunity for learning and an opportunity to sort of gauge how you're going to catapult yourself into the rest of your career. After that, you start to get into stage two where you've really found your sea legs. You know how to practice. You're probably proficient in the area that you've landed in. You know the systems and procedures by this stage. You've learned how to use the tools at your disposal to, to deliver results to your clients. And this is where you can be a real powerhouse in terms of billing and charging because by this point you don't necessarily have the same write-offs that you had initially. The chances are you might be doing a little bit less research by now depending on what area you're in. Obviously different areas are going to have different types of practice. But within this, you may start to also have some client contact. You probably have less direct supervision. And if you've established yourself as a trustworthy pair of hands, people know that they can give you a task and that you are able to accomplish it and deliver it. You might have some questions. You might have some bounce back. You might need to interact a little bit still, but you still have a guided but more autonomous approach to your practice. It's often at this point people start asking themselves whether or not they're in the right practice area, whether they should start specialising, and those are good things to start to consider at that two to three year mark because now you're more proficient at the basic skills of legal practice, your communication skills, you're starting to develop some marketing skills perhaps and networking skills, you understand a bit more about how the office works, how politics run, and you're starting to really find your stride so far as practice is concerned. And then the question becomes, hang on, is this what I want to be doing for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years? Or do I need to pivot and shift into another area? Or perhaps within my area, do I want to specialize? If I'm in construction and I enjoy construction, do I want to do front end or back end construction? Or do I want to do both? Those are the sorts of questions you're going to ask. And this is a good time to start to think about it and start to plan, how am I going to start moving 
into that area or that specialization? Are there things I can be doing now which will allow me to do that? Sometimes it might be a job change, sometimes it might be something else, but the reality is this is a good time to do it because if you get more senior, then you won't necessarily have the same flexibility that you might have when you're junior because you will have a greater income cost and people will start to think, oh, you're a ninth year solicitor and you want to essentially become a first year solicitor in a different area. That's a bit of a tough one. After that, you are becoming a more senior practitioner, perhaps just sub-partner level. So this third stage is you are now highly proficient in the technical areas of your work. You are good with dealing with clients, you understand the business of law, you're good at recording your time, you can manage a file with limited supervision from your partners. You are in effect a safe pair of hands for most matters for people to give you. You need only minimal supervision and that might be most likely at a strategic level. If on more complex files you need help to actually do something more complex or deal with a particularly difficult client, then that's where your area is going to still require a certain amount of supervision. But by now, you are a well-established practitioner in your field. If you've had to go back a couple of years so far as expertise is concerned because you specialized, then so be it. But by now you are very comfortable walking into the office, you are confident, you are probably going to be supervising people. There's a reasonable chance you will be the person people now go to with questions rather than going to bother the partner, they will come to bother you. And this is an opportunity for you to be generous and to feed back into them as people hopefully did for you as well. So be helpful and generous with your time. But you also now need to start considering leverage. How are you leveraging your time? Are there things you could be delegating that perhaps you wouldn't have previously? Are there opportunities for you to be developing your network? Because this is where you need to decide. Do you want to aspire to partnership or do you want to stay at that sub-partner level where you can be a great technical operator and not have to deliver at the client side, that marketing and networking side. If you do decide you want to go down the partnership path, then inevitably that's going to involve you developing your own client base. And so the question will be, how are you going to do that? What strategies are you going to put in place? What guidance can you get from the partners in your field who are you going to help you in that sort of area, hopefully? Otherwise, how are you going to do it? You need to have a plan to get to the next step. The next step doesn't necessarily happen automatically. The next step is, of course, going to be partnership. So this is the fourth stage in our particular career progression that we're looking through at the moment. Partnership or high supervision. And this is where you have your own clients. Your role perhaps might become less technical now and more administrative and managerial. This depends highly what area you're going to be working in. If you're working in a particularly technical area that doesn't necessarily have a lot of junior practitioners and requires a great deal of expertise, then the chances are you're still going to be delivering at that technical level as well. But for many practitioners who hit this, what they find is that they have been practicing law for a certain number of years, let's say 10 years as an example. They become partner and then all of a sudden they're spending less of their day doing law practice and more of their day doing human resource things, administrative things, management reporting, finances, the stuff that people who are participating in a business have to do. And some people thrive on this, they love it. Other people hate it because they actually just wanted to be a lawyer. And so you need to figure out how you're going to actually manage that because you can't do everything. There comes a point where you can't hold everything together simply by working longer hours. 
leverage and team management become a big part of your job at this point? How are you ensuring that the team working around you is operating at their best capacity? Their most efficient, their highest productivity and their cohesiveness are they getting along? And that can be very challenging for a lot of lawyers who hit this to do because they're not necessarily naturally managerial style people because they're used to have having operated largely on their own two feet for so long. So this is a hard shift to make for many people, but it's one that most lawyers aspire to get to. Now the fifth stage is later, and this is not necessarily a function of age. This is where you perhaps start to lack the inclination to remain a highly technical operator in your field. And that can happen really for any number of people in any number of areas. It might be that over time, what you find is that the best and highest use of your time is in fact to manage people strategically, to mentor people, to keep your team running well, and to utilize your network and your marketing skills to continue to bring business in. Because if you have within your team, you have sufficient senior people who are experts still in the field, who you trust, and you have the ability to delegate to maybe the best bet both for your clients and for your team functioning well is in fact to get them to do the majority of the technical work for you to remain at the business head for you to remain the primary rainmaker for your group but for you to largely manage your team maybe that is in fact the best use of your time from a business perspective and at this point what you need to start thinking about is what is the best use of your time and talents if you're not inclined to stay up to date and you're in a highly specialized field, then perhaps you should not be necessarily the one delivering the technical work. It's a question of self-awareness and it's a question of how long you want to be in practice and it's a question of what you want to be doing. And like I said, these are not functions of age necessarily, they are functions of inclination. People's priorities shift throughout their lives. Your priorities when you're 24 are different to when you're 35, are different to when you're 50, are different to when you're 65. These things change over time. And so you can't necessarily continue practice as a 55 year old in exactly the same way as you did when you were a 35 year old, because you might care about some things more and other things less. You might be capable of delivering some things better and other things less well but also you're thinking of things from a different perspective. You're thinking from the managerial perspective. You might be thinking from the succession planning perspective. If you have people under you that you don't trust and necessarily take the reins of your client base, then that might be a problem for you at a certain point when you're contemplating retirement. Maybe you wanna practice for a much longer time because you enjoy it. Maybe you wanna wind down your hours and spend some time traveling. Maybe you wanna take more holidays. These are all things you need to factor in and they need to be considered as part of the way you deliver your practice. So those are the five phases. That is the arc that most legal careers find themselves in. And the main point I wanted to make throughout the entire thing here is this. What is your strength and how are you using it to best effect? That amount of self-awareness that you should have as you go through your career is really the one you want to be leveraging all the way throughout the process. And if you can do that, then you will find that you will be able to deliver no matter where you are in your career, but you also need to be conscious as your role is shifting. You need to be conscious as your strengths are changing, your priorities might change, your desire to go in a particular direction or do things in a particular way might change, and you need to adapt and be nimble within your career rather than simply doing things the same as you always have done, 
because that's just not going to work all the way through. And if you can adapt and be strong in the areas that you're strong in and delegate or try and avoid the areas that you're not strong in, then that's going to do you invested most of the time. That's all I've got for this one. As always, tipsforlawyers.com slash iTunes for the podcast, tipsforlawyers.com slash YouTube for the YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe, say something nice, leave a comment, get in touch. That's all for today and I'll see you next time.